0: Hey guys, I'm Greg. And I'm Dave. Welcome to episode
1: 9. We've had some holidays, Dave's had to work a lot, and he had some neck surgery where he had this, uh, this electronic chip implant <laughs> from uh, must I think, you know, and it's pretty cool what he can do now. Uh, anyway, he had some neck surgery, it's not that serious. Uh, So we're just gonna jump in here. I'm not gonna cover the whole thing because you can look at it in the show notes Well, okay, let me say this first off you guys heard about this, but I got to comment on it Obviously, you know about the trade with Brittany grinds and Dr. Death or what's he called?
0: Uh, Merchant of death merchant of death. Yeah Uh,
1: You heard about that and uh, if you can put your emotions aside, what do you think about that? I mean, if, if you have any ability to think logically, and maybe you don't, but if you did, what do you think about that? What has Brittany Grine done for America? What's he done for the world? Well, he's armed several armies to, to help me kill uh probably i would say a million but i mean i i mean thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people Ridiculous. i mean
0: the there was a, what's this guy's name um, lonzo lonzo ball i think a basketball player um he got arrested in china for shoplifting all right and i mean there are certain countries that you just don't want to go to jail in I'd think China and Russia would be one and two on that list. But suffice it to say, um, Trump was the president at the time I negotiated for his freedom. And they released him. Didn't give up a damn thing. Mm -hmm. So it's not the fact that it's beyond the pale to negotiate from a position of strength to get your citizens home. I mean, no American wants to see a fellow American rotten in a prison cell in another country.
1: What's that Marine's name? Yeah, it's been I, there for four years. Yeah. A Marine, used to be police officer, Marine. He stays, and Brittany Griner goes free.
0: Yeah. But look at their track record, right? Um, Obama pardon. Birdal. Yeah. That trainer that got yeah. US soldiers killed. Yeah. Um, this is how they roll. And I was talking to my buddy about this. The crazy thing is these people believe true and true that what they're doing is right, is the right thing. That's the thing that should scare that should scare the heck out of you. That these kinds of decisions and these kinds of policies they believe they're doing um, in the best interest of everyone involved, is a little insane. It seems more seems more like a
1: a plea to the younger political crowd to get Reiner out, as opposed to what would have been a better trade for the Marine that's stuck in there. I forgot his name, but um, Trump uh, Vladimir Putin wanted Trump to trade or to turn in this
0: arms dealer. dealer. Victor Mott I think is his name. I'm trying to find it. Wanted him to
1: trade him for Paul. But even Trump, the Trump administration said that no he's too dangerous. We can't do it. All right. So you guys I know you've probably heard about that enough and been tormented about it enough. So let's cover (laughs) some stuff that maybe you haven't heard or forgot about. Uh, Twitter bans violent Antifa-aligned group for radicalizing militants. This is, thank you, from the Epic Times on November 26. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is from the Republican Daily on the November 26th. Let's file this one under, this would not have happened before Elon Musk. Twitter has banned the account of Crimeth, Inc. Crimeth. Inc., a far-leftist group known for inciting arson and other forms of political violence on the platform. The move comes after CEO Elon Musk began targeting users who call for violent aggression. Andy Ngo, editor-at-large for the Postmillennial, tweeted, Violent extremist Antifa collective crime Inc. has been suspended at the moment. The international group operates like ISIS, makes propaganda and training material to radicalize militants towards violence. Though the main account was suspended, they operate a dozen other accounts. This move is part of Musk's effort to reform Twitter's content, moderation policies. He's, he previously indicated the removing child porn being disseminated on the platform is priority number one, incitement to violence result in account suspension. The CEO said other accounts were suspended as a result. In response, the other Antifa-aligned groups threatened to carry out arson attacks on Tesla dealers.
0: You know he lost $700 billion.
1: I didn't know that, or, but I'm not surprised because this, this Twitter battle is, is not an investment. He's not getting rich on that. He's really putting his livelihood on the line yep. for free speech. Yep.
0: Yeah, Tesla lost seven hundred billion dollars since he took over Twitter.
1: <laughs> and uh, the current uh, Third Reich in our in our country now is looking to come after him as well. Of course, of course they are. In 2021, Crimeth, Inc. ran a Go campaign that amassed thousands of dollars after its mail order space, where extremists' texts, were printed. Was destroyed in a fire in downtown Olympia, Washington. Crimeth, Inc. became a prominent antifa activist group in 2020 in the wake of the BLM riots. And this is just a reminder because you've heard this, which caused upwards of 30 deaths, multiple injuries, and over one billion dollars in damage.
0: Nah, four. They stopped counting at four billion. Oh, <laughs> correction. <laughs> so that's yep. Antifa and BLM working together
1: what are the odds that this would have happened under Twitter's previous leadership sure they were gung ho about banning right leaning groups the company's censorship brigade saw fit to former president Donald Trump for the saw fit to ban former president Donald Trump from the platform for supposedly inciting the January 6th riot at the US Capitol building uh, but Antifa accounts along with others that called for violence were allowed to remain how curious. The banning of Crimeth Inc. is yet another indicator that under Musk the company's policies will be applied consistently, regardless of politics. Political affiliation is not being considered as grounds for suspension or permanent bans, which is the way it should be. This development is not going to win Musk more friends on the hard left who overtly or covertly support left-wing violence. Indeed, one user complained that they have zero incentive to stick around when the ideology I center my whole being around had been silenced, and encouraged people to switch to Mastodon. Have you heard of that? Mastodon? Yeah, hashtag Mastodon. I don't know what that is. But it will be even more interesting when Twitter's content moderation policy is applied equally, even for lesser offenses. This is when leftists will truly feel the heat, as they will no longer be able to engage in the type of content that would normally get a conservative censored. We can expect to see even more whining. Excuse me. We can expect to see even more whining and caterwauling. Do you know what caterwauling is?
0: No, driving herd against a fence.
1: I should look that up. (laughs) Caterwauling. See what that is. Look it up while I'm finishing this. (laughs) Caterwauling. As the reality sets in that they will no longer enjoy the shielding that they had under the pre-Musk era.
0: Yeah, Anna. You should, uh, cattle walling. No, catterwalling. Oh, catter, c-a-t-t? So,
1: yeah, catterwalling. Huh. <coughs> so you guys have heard, um, the Twitter files. It's Twitter files. I almost want to throw in <laughs> a FBI... Now, FBI, uh, what was that show? X-Files theme song, you know? <laughs>
0: Instead of the X-Files, the Twitter files. Make a shrill howling or wailing noise. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely accurate. Oh, man. caterwauling <laughs> I thought you said cattle Yeah,
1: yeah. caterwauling Wow. That's good. All right, I'm just going to read a few snippets off of this one. Because the title says it all. Biden admin authorizes Chevron to resume oil pumping in Venezuela. November 27th from Epic Times.
0: Is this what. I, I have a question. <laughs>
1: no, this, you got to listen to this. Listen to how rich this is, okay? The Biden administration authorized on November 26th Chevron Corps joint venture to resume oil pumping in Venezuela. Department of Treasury, Office of Foreign Assets Control, OFAC. Issued Venezuela General License 41 blah blah blah. All right, so this is what the Treasury Department said: the goal of the authorization is to alleviate the suffering of the Venezuelan people and support the restoration of democracy, according to the statement. But for those, but for the for Americans in America, you all can go f- else. Now, that's not in the statement, but I mean that's kind of what it says. How about that? a communist country communist ruled country and they're talking about alleviating the suffering of venezuelan people in support to the restoration of a democracy but don't worry about america or I,
0: americans at least they're consistent i'll give them that um uh, just earlier this year they sent what 80 what is it it's 80 billion or billion dollars i think think billion um, with the express purpose of funding the Ukraine government. <laughs> yeah, so the two
1: sides also announced progress, in, including a humanitarian agreement focused on education, health, food, security, flood response, and electricity programs that I will benefit bet. the Venezuelan people and a commitment to continuing talks to the Venezuelan 2024 elections. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Our fellow communist country is suffering and we're reaching out while the rest of America just... <laughs> the announcements by the two parties are important steps to restoring democracy in Venezuela, the Biden administration stated. That's all you need to hear from that article. I mean, it's, it's in the notes, so you can look it up if you want to know more about it. <clears throat> I really love this one here. This is my favorite. All right, this is from the Republican Daily, November 28th. Heiress, quote, brainwashed, close quote, by woke women's college. Mom paid $300 a day to get her, quote, deprogrammed, close
0: quote. Hey, I need to put a crit. So let's add out there some. <laughs> yeah. We'll deprogram your kids. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow. check this out what's worse than paying $60,000 a year to send your child to a woke college so they can be brainwashed into hating men and America having to spend 300 bucks a day to get her deprogrammed and brought back to reality we've always been saying here on this show take a second look at sending your kids to college third look yeah. third look <laughs> I mean don't think that because you went they need to go okay Let's see, that's what faced Melinda Rockwell, who sent her pharmaceutical heiress daughter Annabella to Women's College, Mount Holyoke, 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 whatever, in rural Massachusetts, only to see her come back completely, quote unquote, indoctrinated. Melinda barely, rec- Melinda barely recognized the daughter she had raised, telling the New York Post. Quote, she was no longer the Annabella I'd known all her life. This girl was the most bubbly breath of fresh air to everyone. She lit up a room, but the light was stolen from her at the school. It was extinguished. It was no different than if she'd been taken away by the Moonies or the children of God. Close quote. We keep telling you guys, don't send your kids to the colleges like this because... You may think that they're grounded or whatever, but this is it. I mean, this is just reading. This could be you.
0: And that is not an isolated (coughs) incident by any
1: stretch. Mm mm. Melinda was so distraught by her daughter's new outlook that she admits to once throwing a vase through a window in frustration. Annabella describes her, quote, unquote, educational experience. So, this is what Annabella says. I left school very anxious, very nervous, very depressed and sad. I saw everything through the lens of oppression and bias and victimhood. I came to the school as someone who saw everyone equally. I left looking for injustice wherever I could and automatically assuming that all white men were sexist. My thoughts were no longer my own. I mean, come on, guys. This, this is it. This is what you're paying money for. These little leftists. Here's the kind of things she learned about. A, about here's the kind of things she learned about at school. After Annabella's graduation, Melinda resorted to hiring a three hundred dollar a day deprogrammer in an attempt to undo the damage. Is, so that's a job. I mean, how do you? Hey, what will, do you do I, for a living? I'm a I, deprogrammer.
0: I'll look into that. Is that like a <laughs> computer
1: thing? No, that's a people thing. Oh I mean, my goodness. Annabella began to question some of the teachings about the evil patriarchy and the anti-male stance she says she'd encountered at the college. She also thought back to the culture her freshman year when she felt there was a pressure to shrug off gender roles. One student ritual called for cutting off one's hair into the moho chop. Wow. Annabella declined to do this. It wasn't until 2020 Black Lives Matter riots, though, that she came to fully realize she'd become radicalized. Quote, my social media feed was an echo chamber of everything I'd been taught at Mount Holyoke. Rockwell said, everyone had the black square and it was all no justice, no peace. But I was, starting to think of my, I was starting to think to myself, why are we burning down businesses in the name of empowerment? How is this helping black people? It just doesn't make sense. It just began to click in that moment about how hypocritical it was. Close quote. She also credits her mother's relentlessness in helping her realize that she'd fallen into a mindless cult. Are you guys hearing this? Good for her, man. A mindless cult. Ironically, Annabella now works as a fundraiser for PragerU. She doesn't want to shame her former classmates, though. I don't want to smear them. They were young and impressionable. It wasn't fair to anyone that there was n- <laughs> there was no space for discourse. While I was there, the school preached all the time about how diverse it was. But diversity of opinion was never allowed. See that? That's a big letter right there. But diversity of opinion was never allowed.
0: Yeah, that's why I, I, I stopped calling <coughs> them liberals. I just call them the left, man. <laughs> Marxist,
1: I guess, too. Yeah. The school makes no secret of its activism, saying in a mission statement on their YouTube page, quote, at Mount Holyoke, the first... Of the powerful Seven Sisters College, social activism is in our DNA.
0: That's the name of the school,
1: first of the Seven Sisters. <laughs> Which is to say that we have long been committed to access and social justice, and to the belief that women of strength and conviction give rise to a better world, better world for all. Close quote. the
0: powerful Seven Sisters College. Uh, That right there, make me run in the open. That sounds like something you'd find in Utah, man. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There it is. That's kind of a red flag, The Seven Sisters College. Wow. Many readers are probably wondering, if you saw that mission statement, why would you ever send your kid to that school? The answer, unfortunately, is that most major colleges now feature extremely woke mission statements. And unless you send your child to Hillsdale or the like, they're going to get a healthy dose of progressive yep. ideology. Conservatives, conservatives have lost higher education to woke administrators and professors, and we
0: must fight back. Yeah, the, the thing is, like Hillsdale mm. is that's the only one that I can think of, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a private, of course, so you know it's going to be pricey. Well, I mean some of it. Well, a lot of their stuff's free. Well, yeah, but the thing is, no, I I guess you have online options, but when there's such a demand for an agnostic education, like a true college education, there are only a handful of places that offer this. I mean, again, Hillsdale is the only one that I can think of off the head that I would be like, yeah, I, I can, I can rest easy about sending my yeah. kids there. The issue is space.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think a lot of stuff's online, too. Well, yeah, there would have
0: to be, right?
1: Today's colleges and universities will embrace all people regardless of color, sex, orientation, or identification in some religions as long as they're not Christian. But the one thing they will not tolerate, conservative viewpoints. Here's another example. Uh, this is Alexander Gage from November 29th, The Daily Signal. What I saw attending college in the People's Republic of Boulder. Decades ago, KGB spy Yuri Bezmanov defected to America and exposed a four-step plan that Soviets engineered to bring down the United States. Demoralization, Destabilization, Crisis, and Normalization. Demoralization was the first and most critical step, and it involved infiltrating the institutions upon which our society was built. Although the Soviet Union is long gone, demoralization is still occurring in the United States, but it's coming from within, especially from our academic institutions. I know this firsthand because I almost became another demoralized, nihilistic American youth until I learned to turn my left-leaning college experience to my benefit. I attended the University of Colorado. I attended the University of Colorado Boulder in a place so far ideologically left that Coloradans jokingly refer to the town as the people's public of Boulder. On the surface it looked like a typical typical college campus with sororities, fraternities, and students (laughs) busily rushing around campus trying to get to their destinations. Students had that adventurous attitude that comes with being away from home for the first time. (laughs) However, I was able to quickly pick on the subliminal messaging in my introductory classes intended to push students toward the left, and the messaging became increasingly more blatant and extreme as my undergraduate career progressed. For example, my sociology 101 professor delivered his lectures as if He were matter-of-factly lecturing on various theories, thinkers, and ideas of the field, but he skillfully and ever so cunningly was steering 400 students to think as Marx did. I specifically remember how he got almost the entire class to agree with the proposition that employees and employers are inherently in conflict with each other because while one group is interested in trying to increase its compensation, the other is actively attempting to lower it. Of course, there was absolutely no mention of thinkers such as Thomas Sowell, who who thoroughly debunked that Marxist viewpoint. What was most alarming to me as a 19-year-old college student was just how unthinkingly my peers accepted the professor's argumentation without much, if any, challenge. By the time I became a senior in college, I witnessed a professor declare to the class his allegiance to Falkalodian ideology, which, an example, an oppressor versus oppressed worldview expressed by power dynamics, by stating, I'm a Michael Falco fanboy. When this professor suggested that being white automatically made a person a racist, my classma- classmates simply nodded their heads, accepting such nonsensical statements as truth. What solidified all this indoctrination and such young, impressionable minds was when my fellow students were generously rewarded with high scores their repetition and slow acceptance of the leftist worldview. This is how the process of demoralization. This is how the process of demoralizing thousands of young people at just one of the many places of higher learning throughout our nation takes place. With the nonstop bombardment of woke messaging coming at college students, how can they possibly hope to maintain the will to keep pursuing the deg- their degrees? Let alone keep their sanity. And I think previously you were talking about the medical students are now learning CRT,
0: mm-hmm. and that's. I mean, what does that have to do with with practicing medicine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my 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 uh, <clears throat> my brother had to deal with that when he was. Um, when he was completing his studies, and um, it it was miraculous that he he got out um, of there intact. Um, yeah,
1: it must have had some really good parents.
0: <laughs> he stood his ground though, un- unrelentingly, and was often at odds with his professors. But he and he didn't fail the class. They couldn't fail him.
1: <laughs> yeah. With the non-stop bombardment of woke messages coming to college students, how can they possibly hope to maintain the will to keep pursuing their degrees, let alone keep their their sanity? The answer lies within a human being's power to interpretation. According to the ancient Stoics, the only things in the world that we have total control over are our own actions, our reactions to outside stimuli, and the way we interpret our experiences. This wisdom is directly applicable to, and necessary for, the survival and thriving of an open-minded college student. Although I had a choice to view my college experience as a dreadful slog through the kick-mire, through the thick mire of extreme leftist ideology with this divisive messaging, I decided to treat this experience as an opportunity to learn as much as I could about what makes people so possessed with such a negative worldview. In other words, I treated my college years as an observational research project. That would have been a fun (coughs) experience. Not for me. (laughs) I would have been arrested. I attended each class with this mindset and in a very short time I was able to make my classes significantly more interesting, all because of how I chose to think about them. It's a very mature 19-year-old. This is what my advice to students sitting in a classroom right now trying to keep their eyes open because they're so bored of being on the receiving end of incessant propaganda. Remain critically engaged without becoming sentimental about well-crafted messaging directed to arouse feeling of guilt or inadequ- inadequacy. Also view your experience as an opportunity to get a behind-the-scenes look at how the process of demoralization works in practice. For those who reject this extreme ideology because of its destructive nature that divides people into us-versus-them categories, treat this as an opportunity to learn about how and what your ideological opponents think and what their plans for the future are. In other words, do what the ancient Chinese warrior philosopher, philosopher Sun Tzu would do. The more you look at it from their perspective, the more you are preparing yourself to effectively counter your opposition the better you are preparing yourself to win on the ideological battlefield. So there you go, another example of wokeism in the classroom, in the colleges. Stop sending your kids there thinking they're going to be okay. Um, This one is uh, American Conservative Values. And it's about... It says the boycotts. We refuse to invest in the company's most hostile to conservative values. So, if you invest money, I'm just going to read this list real quick. Uh, Here's left-leaning outfits that they say you should not invest in because they're not conservative. They don't have any conservative values.
0: With respect to stock? Yeah. Yeah, it looks Um,
1: like they're stock. PayPal, Visa, Netflix, Warner Brothers, American Express, Bank of America Corporation, Lowe's, Nasdaq, Delta Air, The Coca-Cola Company, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet Inc, BlackRock, Comcast, Salesforce.com, Walt Disney, Dick Sporting Goods, Meta Platforms, General Motors, uh, Goldman Sachs, Johnson & Johnson, JP Morgan Chase, Nike, New York Times progressive core Starbucks Twitter Verizon and Walmart what's the title of that article we refuse to invest in the company's most hostile to conservative values okay worst of the worst <coughs> and it's only 50 that I, that
0: I just read off well uh, that that those are the worst I don't know I, I I think that's splitting atoms. I'll say this: you don't agree with the list. I mean, it's not a matter of whether I agree or not. I think that that position is. Or you don't think they should boycott? No, not <coughs> that. I mean, sure, there are some places that I don't put my money in. Um, not with respect to buying stock. I mean, you in it, you invest in stock to make money, right? And. If it's a good investment, it's a good investment. I wouldn't let my feelings. That's just me. That I wouldn't let my feelings cloud that. If I'm in something to make money, I want to make as much money off of you as I could. All right. Um, now, with respect to um, some of the places that I go. All right. Like for one, I don't go to Starbucks. I used to. Mm-hmm. All right, but there. They have a a very um, strong disdain for Christian people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and (coughs) they've been quite a few incidents of, you know, unhealthy practices with how they prepare, like what people find in their coffee and that type of stuff. So, that makes it pretty easy for me, but. i'm very careful about this whole boycott thing because if you take this position and you beat your chest on this position my guess is you'll be living in the bush with no clothes on (laughs) so a company that's uh
1: doing really well it's called child porn that's something that you would invest in because it's uh because no. you're in it to make money, and they're making right. a lot of money, and you're like, I'm going to invest in
0: that company because they're making some money. Well, no. Well, child porn is illegal, <laughs> right? <So? laughs> I mean, Walmart is not, that, as far as I know. I mean, and the other thing is, right, some of those countries, uh, some of those companies, <clears throat> the average person can't afford buying stock in I guess companies. I'm just
1: picking at your, Logic? your blanket statement about, I'm going to pick a stock that's making money. Well, and no, and not have any quantifiers it's, it's, about that. No, stock.
0: it's. I mean, but it's not just. Well, for instance, all right, um, Amazon is on that list. Yeah, that's one of the most valuable stocks. I can't afford Amazon stock, <laughs> so that's a non-factor for me. <laughs> all right, but I'm saying, like for instance, Levi's. Yeah. All right, Levi is the most popular jean brand in the country bar none, bar none, I don't know how much their stock is, right, um, I was reading an article some time ago about uh, this lady, she was a high level executive and uh, they kicked her out of the company because she was in a position, uh, in opposition to uh, their whole work agenda and the direction that they were going, yeah, and they... Um, and she had nothing but kind words to say. But I just, my thing is, I try to be, I guess, balanced
1: <laughs> as much as I can be. I put it this way. I I just try to be practical. Well, yeah. I yeah, mean. Absolutely. Like for if, there's, instance, if there's an alternative to Walmart, I mean, I used to think that Walmart was the alternative to Amazon. And then yeah, they uh, went way out. Not, Christian, let me like don't invest in Walmart. Fine, <clears throat> but I'm just saying i probably gonna probably still buy something at Walmart. What's the difference? That's I'm my probably point. Still buy something at Amazon. <laughs>
0: That's my point. That's why I say to some degree is virtue you signaling, right? You know, is yeah, we we're opposed to this. Fine, every right to and justified in most cases, but like you said, you have to be practical. Yeah. Be if practical. if you live out in the sticks, man. And there is
1: nothing near you for I mean maybe you're really wealthy and you can afford products that are from a certain company exactly doesn't that's not woke and it's that's made in America and I mean that's that's fine if you can do that that's great if that's what you want to do that's great I'm not dogging anybody that does or does not I'm just saying for the majority of us we just got to be practical if we try to ban every company there's so many cereals. There's I mean Johnson
0: and Johnson if how many what they're in everything. Yeah. Toothpaste. Yeah. I mean cereal. And, and then too, you, you look at that's a parent company, right? Then you have all these subsidiaries yeah. that have yeah. their I mean, where does it stop? Yeah, so so yeah, that's hard. Yeah. So yeah. that I I, I I tend to be like, eh, you know, not so fast, man, because not investing in stock is just one aspect of it. Right? But your day to day living requires buying things from these companies that turns around and boost their stock up you know so now, I, I just there think there is
1: a conservative company that's come out called strive have you heard of them uh-uh. and they're super conservative and they're trying to be a competitor to blackrock really so i'm totally investing in them and that's really what we need is more stuff like that like if yep. Elon Musk came out, well, because he, he's coming out with Twitter. I mean, he's redoing Twitter. So, yeah, that's going to be great to get back into Twitter. But what if he came out with an
0: e-phone? Well, he said he threatened Apple and Google yeah. with a phone, right? So I would buy that e-phone. I, I would, too. But like you said, <laughs> who, who are you going to boycott? If you're not, you're going to
1: boycott Apple, Apple's terrible. They're communists. They they support the, 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 the suppression of free speech in, in China. Remember those people over there? Yeah what do you do i mean and bill gates he's just the same weirdo he's i mean same company so yeah you you, it, you gotta be practical yeah. okay because otherwise like you said you're gonna live under a rock and not really have an influence on anybody yeah if, if you i get mean too pick, pick,
0: pick your battles man and i i i, I hear and i understand <coughs> the sentiment but you know
1: yeah <laughs> uh SoCal, Antifa defendants arrested in attack on Trump supporters take plea deals. This is November 30th by Brad Jones from the Epic Times. Six of 11 alleged assailants connected with Antifa, uh, a far-left extremist group, have taken plea deals and pled guilty to charges related to violent attacks on supporters of outgoing President Donald Trump at a Patriot March in San Diego shortly after the 2020 election. So... Two years later, maybe they get some justice. Five defendants pled guilty on November 18th, just over a week after Eric Niki, Nikki Lewis Yach was sentenced to four years and eight months in prison for his role in the violence near Crystal Pier in Pacific Beach on January 9, 2021. Yach oh. was the first of the 11 to be
0: sentenced. Oh, they actually sent somebody to jail. Yeah. <laughs> for a real crime? Wow. How about that?
1: But go in notes and look at this article. You got some pictures in here of of uh, this guy's trying to help. Look, look this guy's in yeah. some kind of a he's stuck, man. He's in some kind of like MMA thing yeah. going on there. <clears throat> and then this headlock. guy behind it's him is beating
0: him. him. Wow. Now, I mean, I know exactly where you're going. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I just want you to know, what a coward. These yeah. guys
1: are walking pieces of sh- Yeah. <laughs> Why do you beat on someone who cannot fight back? How cowardly is that? How
0: cowardly is that? Yeah, how many of them there? One, two, three. Oh, well, a whole crowd of them. Yeah, well, I, I, that's so one guy's holding him. Then there were one, two, three, four, of them that are directly over him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That. I might go to the article and look at it for yourself. We we have a we have a saying in my country. Alright, here's another one. Monkey know what tree to climb. (laughs) Yeah. It's absolutely disgraceful, man. You know, but this is this is who they are.
1: These are these guys are getting sprayed with pepper spray. Uh Videos posted online showed one of the masked, black-clad protesters carrying an anti-fascist action banner and another with a sign saying, No Nazis in PB, a reference to Pacific Beach, as the group of about 100 shouted, Racists Go Home
0: at Trump supporters. You know what the crazy thing is? If these two guys take any measures to defend themselves that leaves one of those people dead or badly injured, they would go to jail. That's, that is... That's that's what...
1: <laughs> I hear you. And this is why, honestly, I swear to God, folks, I'm not trying to... Cut, it's not a cop-out. Um, this is why I can't go to demonstrations. I don't go anywhere. I can't, I can't do it, okay? <laughs> anyway, there's more to that article, but... You want to check that out. The Daily Signal from Fred Lucas: the Documents reveal Senate Democrat pressured IRS, DOJ to target conservative groups. I won't read all this, and they. But they said Lois Lerner on steroids. White House long has been a critic of conservative nonprofit organizations and uses an expansive definition of dark money groups broadly defines. As tax-exempt organizations don't disclose donors so the lowest learner if you don't remember, was an Obama thing where he ordered IRS agents to attack conservative groups and then when it was found out Obama said this is terrible I will fight to find out the truth about this and make it stop so but that's what the lowest learner is from so read that article um, because it just talks about the different uh, conservative organizations that are specifically targeted, and I know you've heard this, um, by the IRS, because we we can uh, weaponize government entities, as you all know, since that's what's happened to the corrupt BI. All right, here's who Democrats choose to replace Nancy Pelosi. Daily Signal, Mary Margaret Olihan, November 30th. House Democrats cho- have chosen Rep. Hakeem Jeffries to follow Nancy Pelosi and leading Democrats to the next Congress and minority leader. Jeffries, a 52-year-old New York Democrat, is a member of the House Judiciary Committee and the House Budget Committee, as well as a chairman of the House Dem- Democrat Caucus. He is avidly anti-former President Trump, has painted Republicans as extreme maggot Republicans who wish to criminalize abortion, and Social Security and undermine democracy, and has repeatedly questioned the results of the 2016 election. <gasps> election denier! Uh oh. He's an election denier. <laughs> Humbled to be elected incoming House Democrat leader, he said Wednesday in a Twitter post, ready to get to work. Leftist groups and Democrats celebrated Jeffrey's promotion. Media's touch, a progressive political action committee predicted that he would be the GOP's worst nightmare. You can read up about Jeffries on here. It's not too good. Of course, that's kind of been the uh, theme song of late, that if you're a conservative, you don't really live in a constitutional country anymore. The Daily Signal, I don't trust BlackRock's ability to deliver Florida's CFO to divest $2 billion in investments, uh, by Samantha Ashirs, December 1st. Another state on Thursday announced that it would begin divesting its assets currently managed by, investing, by investment giant BlackRock, accusing it of leaning heavily into environmental, social, and governance standards. As Florida's Chief Financial Officer, it's my responsibility to get the best returns possible for taxpayers. The more effective we are in investing dollars to generate a return, the more effective we'll be in funding priorities like schools, hospitals, roads, Jimmy Patronix, Florida's Chief Financial Officer, said in a press release. The divestment will involve $2 billion worth of assets, according to the statement. I just want to take a moment to remind you that BlackRock is $9 trillion, I think. That's how much they have, $9 trillion. Uh, as major banking institutions tech economists predict a recession in the coming year, and as the Fed increases interest rates to combat the inf- inflation crisis, I need partners within the financial service industry who are as committed to the bottom line as we are, and I don't trust BlackRock's ability to deliver said Petronix, who was reelected to the position on November eighth. In the same statement, Patronics referenced BlackRock's chief executive officer, Larry Fink, and a letter in a letter and a letter Fink sent to other chief executive officers in January. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is on a campaign to change the world In an open letter to CEOs, he's championed stakeholder capitalism and believes that capitalism has the power to shape society, Petronix said. To meet this end, the asset management company has leaned heavily into environmental, social, and governance standards known as ESG to help police who should and who should not gain access to capital yet. Okay, so what that means is that Let's just sum that up. If a company's not woke enough, then THINK is going to come at you
0: and scrutinize you with the help of the government. Yeah, they, um, Obama did that with uh, um, Agenda 21 um, with the states. So, they one of the requirements that his administration put in place for uh, federal funding was that they had to sign on to the, sus- uh, the United Nations Sustainable mm. Development um, mm. Drive called Agenda 21. Um, and this was years ago, right, and at that time I, I think there were just a handful of states mm. that um, that refused um, and uh, he, threatened they, he threatened them to, uh, that he would withhold federal dollars which um, some people may not know but things like the infrastructure road signs Mm -hmm. road paving um utility um infrastructure all that type of stuff is what the federal government funds so yeah they've been doing this yeah yeah uh the new york
1: city-based blackrock the world's largest investment house with eight trillion dollars in assets under management was surprised by the Florida CFO's decision, according to a statement BlackRock sent to Daily Signal via email. As a fiduciary, everything we do is with the sole goal of driving returns for our clients. We are surprised by the Florida CFO's decision, given the strong returns BlackRock has delivered to Florida taxpayers over the last five years, BlackRock's statement said. Neither the CFO nor his staff, have raised any performance concerns we are distributed by the emerging trend of political initiatives like this that sacrifice access to high-quality investments and thereby jeopardize returns which will ultimately hurt Florida's citizens fiduciaries should always have should always value performance over politics now I'm just gonna that's all I'm gonna say about that or I'll read about that but you can jump into that article and get some more What Democrats are trying to pass before the House Majority Ends? From the Daily Signal by Jarrett Stepman, December 2nd. Yes. Democrats are in a mad scramble to push through unpopular legislation before the clock strikes midnight on the 117th Congress. Assault Weapon Ban. On Thanksgiving, President J.B said that he wanted Congress to pass an assault weapons ban during the lame duck session. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. Biden said at the Thanksgiving Day Press event in Nantucket, Massachusetts, just sick. It has no socially redeeming value, zero, none, not a single solitary rationale for it, except profit for the gun manufacturers. But by God, I'm going to release the worst terrorist gun dealer (laughs) in the world for a loser woke chick. So don't give me any of your... B.S. about gun control when your buddy Biden goes and does something like that.
0: <laughs> got too many guns on the streets. Well, he said there's we no a rationale it. for it. No, no, actually, there is. There, there is rationale for semi-automatic weapons and the like. Even more so with the re- release of uh, yeah. Victor Bolt, the infamous warlord but releasing criminals is what they do man <laughs> that's what they do but can uh, you contemplate that if you're a liberal or if you're a
1: Democrat or whatever if you left this you're against guns but you're okay with this dude being released into the world uh, there's the electoral count act Omnibus spending bill, amnesty for illegals. Yeah, well, you know. Growing number of CEOs issue warnings about retail theft epidemic across U.S. From the Epic Times by Jack Phillips. Walmart CEO warns locations may close and prices will be higher. December 9th. Yeah, so are you guys keeping a tally here of all the good stuff that's happening under this administration and and you're happy with it? I know it's not bad enough for you yet. Not enough people have died. Not enough people have been murdered and raped and pillaged and children trafficked uh, for you to change your vote. So you keep on keeping on. An increasing number of current and former CEOs have issued warnings about an increase in retail thefts across the U.S., which could trigger higher prices and cause locations to close. Quote, today this thing is an epidemic. It's spreading faster than COVID. Former Home DPO CEO Bob Nardelli told Fox News on December 8th, the degree of severity now, it's not just theft. It's smash and grab. There is an entitlement out there. That if you have it, you've worked hard to earn it. I want it. I'm just saying, I'm just going to take it. Last week, an 83 year old Home Depot worker was killed after being shoved by a thief at a North Carolina location, officials said. Gary Rasser, the worker, attempted to confront a, sus- a suspect who was making off with three power washers before he was pushed to the ground. Three he later died because of complications from his injuries and that that's uh, so you're going to expect more of that okay? because this is the leadership you chose this is the leadership that you support and oh you know I bitched out Pennsylvania last time so now it's Pennsylvania's turn to bitch me out because Georgia just did what Pennsylvania did by voting for warlock Remember, you know when I was <laughs> bitching about uh, Fetterman, Fetterman. So, yes, now we are a failed people as well as the people of Pennsylvania for choosing Warlock. Uh, While appearing on CNBC on December 6th, Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said retail theft is higher than what it has historically been. Hmm. That's interesting. No, what brought
0: that on? Now, here's the thing about this, right? Now, what he's saying is 100% accurate. But I think it needs to be quantified Mm. because when he says, no, everybody goes to Walmart, all right? And when he says that stores will close, he's talking about stores in certain areas. Okay. All right. Where you have a certain Mm -hmm. demographic, where you have uh, a certain uh, level of crime, uh, that is commonplace. Those are the areas that they're going to pull out from, and companies have done that. Walgreens pulled out of San Francisco um, because of the same thing. Starbucks has had to do yeah. the same thing in New York. In yeah, so they yeah. they just closed uh. all their stores <laughs> and left. And the people who really need those places, they are the ones that are going to suffer. You know, low income people that live in low income areas um, are the ones that are committing the crimes and causing these businesses to, to close up and, and relocate. You know, the ones in in 90210, yes. <laughs> you know, they're not closing their doors. You know, who's going to be impacted by this? And it, it marvels me how people can mm-hmm. act against their own self-interest like this. It, it, it really is. Those people,
1: are the closets in the area, those people are the ones that vote for Warlock. They vote Democrat. So I, I don't know what it's going to take for them to go, huh, I vote Democrat and this
0: happens. They'll never make that association. And I shouldn't say never because quite a few people <coughs> have. So I guess i take that back. Um, it, yeah. There's so some people that that's just what it's going to be. It, it'll never change um, for a lot of people, unfortunately. If that's not corrected, over time
1: prices will be higher and or stores will close, said McMillan. I think local law enforcement being staffed and being a good partner is part of that equation and that's
0: normally how we approach it. Yeah, I mean with inflation as high as it is, Lord knows you don't need anything else to add to the already high prices of everything. So. So Target is
1: also one of the another woke company that's, I mean, saying the same thing. So it's not just like, oh, these are conservative companies. So there, I mean, I don't know, there you go, ponder that. How much of that, how much of that happened under Trump? How many of those, of those stories did you hear about under Trump? Businesses closing in certain areas because of crime, because... As a
0: matter of fact, as you mentioned that, the complete opposite was the case because of the opportunity zones initiative that that uh, that he he pushed out there that mm-hmm. encouraged businesses to come into these areas mm-hmm. and put the people to work so the complete opposite mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you, yeah and you voted for it you couldn't be more 180 <laughs> you know with with respect to that
1: alright guys thanks for listening thanks for watching please don't forget to subscribe it's free to either your preferred podcast platform or us, us on Rumble contact us at the Greg and Dave show at Outlook.com that's the Greg and the letter N Dave show at Outlook.com we're also starting uh, on locals I think as we're working on that too but reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Give us some honest feedback. And we'll try to do our best to address it. Thank you, guys. Have a great day or evening. And have a great Christmas Merry and Christmas. New Year's. Merry Christmas and New Year's. Because We're going to take a break. And uh, see you next year. Peace. Yes,
0: <laughs>